Cheers. Cheers. I'm Kana. I'm Andy. Welcome and to Primacy Games. Yes. Um, we're actually revisiting a locale this time uh, for our drinks. Not, not by choice, but more by a necessity. A, des- a necessity and a desire for alcohol. For a place that is open, we're not going to charge the portion. How much were they, by the way? Oh, I didn't look. Just, just whatever. Beat. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. But I'm drinking the... And what, what am I drinking? American Black. Oh, yeah, I took a photo of it. Let me see if I can find out what it was. So I can oh, it's a nice dark ale. That's what it is. It's got um, chestnuts in chestnut overtone to it. It's called Mahogany American Brown Ale by Brendale Brewdog Company. Brown Brewing Company. Never heard of it, but... No, not at it's, um, it's, a, it's a nice job. What are you drinking? I've got a High Country Hops, a Hazy Harvest Fresh Hop IPA. If I had to rate the opening, I would say that mine tastes like a successful open into the Black Sea if you make to it. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say mine is um, definitely a two-supply centre cup, but also with that, I've coordinated a, a bounce with someone that we've established a trust, or we've done something that we've established trust, and I think, yes, I might be able to work with this person. Oh, yeah, okay. So well, it's kind of a double tick. Yeah, okay, so you've got a good drop as well. Mm. Don't lose track of... Um, Things. record there things um, because we're on a bit of a timer you see guys because we've got a brother board game yes that um, is coming up soon recorded it what a couple weeks ago it might be more than that it might have been about three weeks ago now well time flies anyway I've got my ass handed to me yes 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 um, but not for worth of, not, not worth no, what, not for worth of trying you try to do your to best, do best. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the outcome was predictable, um, to myself anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm not a two-person variant expert, not by a long shot. We'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon. But um, other things that have been going on, you, you mentioned that you got an email from Bill Hackenbrack about an upcoming virtual yeah. tournament, which sounds pretty good, particularly if you're in the, uh, in the U.S., and not in Australia because of the fucking time zones. Well, no, I'm not too sure about that because um, it's over. It's over three days. Yeah. Essentially, um, and it, well, Bill Hackenbrack organised the one that uh, we did in not so long ago, uh, which was time zone to be able to capture. So that one was. Yeah. 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 So I imagine that this would be similar. Anyway, so it's um. the. Um, don't know that, do you? I don't know for sure, um, but it's the Summer Classic, which is a new global virtual face-to-face tournament um, that's hosted by the Virtual World Diplomacy Community on Discord, and that's going to take place for the um, the qualifying rounds on July the 23rd and July the 24th, yep. with the top board being uh, played on the 25th. Um, our friends over at the Diplomacy Broadcast Network are going to be broadcasting live from the event, so it's uh, nice. going to be a you know a bit of a bonus. Um, yeah, so it's being billed as the virtual event for the summer tournament for the summer rounds. Um, yeah, so yeah, 
So you put, put, put long story short, there's a link that uh, we're going to put up on the in the show notes. The show notes. Yep. Um, it's a Google registration form, so you can register. Registrations are open now. If you know you're going to be sort of free around that time, and I think I might, you know, jump in and give it a go. Oh really? Yeah. Had a blast at the last virtual tournament. So. I'll tell you what, if, if you if you put in, I'll put in. Although we have to just kind of work out the um, the time zones and how it all is going to come together. I'll tell you what, while we're doing the Blood of Brother board interview, I'll sign up then and there. Really? Yes. Oh, well, okay. That's ballsy. Well, not ballsy. You're just showing that you're, you're out I'm there. Keen. I'm around. I know I'm around. Yeah. Well done, well done. Um... So, apart from that, is there any other big diplomacy news at the moment that you're aware of? Yeah, you know what, I haven't really been paying too much attention to what's sort of going on with my radar. Yeah. As, as much as I probably have in the past. I think, I think both you and I are um, in that unfortunate position where current work and everything is work and life stuff also has been kind of getting a little bit in the way and sometimes you've got to put a time aside and dedicate towards that and do that and you see that within the diplomacy community where people kind of come and they go and they put in a lot of time and then they kind of go away even like if like a number of our you know players who are probably like in university or college or whatever like that you know they'll be like during finals and during exams and everything they'll be like Definitely quiet. Yes. And then all of a sudden they'll come to the summer holidays and they'll just be kind of, you know, looking for any game they can sign up for and just like signing up. But yeah, we should probably get back to that brother board interview. So the context around this was um, uh, brother board gave us a, a challenge. Um, we both Kana and I played against each other. Kana may have won. And as a result, Brother Board offered him to come on and try to beat him. And let's find out how it went. <laughs> All right, throw over to uh, to the game. So um, joining us today is the illustrious Brother Board. And um, this kind of follows on on a recent challenge that uh, Kana and myself had around um, you know, playing France versus Austria, who was a better player. And as a result of that, Kana um, has um, managed to secure himself a berth playing against against uh, Brother Board, who uh, is now going to hopefully school Kana. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so um, it's uh, we're playing a game that's over on V Diplomacy. We'll uh, obviously put that in the show notes so you guys can come back and have a look later. Um, so this probably will take only about five minutes because um, you know, I think, as I said, Kane is probably going to lose very, very quickly here. But not that I'm creating any expectations for you, Brother Board. Uh, the game's in your hands, <laughs> and um, it's also good to hear that you're going to be setting this out on your, on your YouTube channel as well. So a bit of cross-promotion there. It's almost like Media Wars is still going on with you as a participant where we're trying to cross-promote each other. So um, thanks very much for that. And, um, yeah, over to you guys. Happy, happy, happy stabbing. <coughs> All yeah. right. Ambie, don't jump in and ask questions as to why things are happening the way they are. I'm, I've picked sure. up France. Okay. Um, so if I, if I hit ready... Um, I'm just not as not as familiar with this interface. Does it does it alert me that you that the turns moved, or do I have to hit refresh? Uh, you'll have to hit refresh. Um, okay. Yep. It will there we go. You are the last player to enter. Ready. Um, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
Okay, so um, Brest to English Channel, Paris to Burgundy, and Marseille to Spain. That's very interesting. I have moved. Uh, my opening is Vienna to Tyrolia, Budapest to Trieste, and Albania. Uh, Trieste to Albania, and this uh, the this these openings we made makes our next turn almost a foregone conclusion since there's not much. Uh, to choose from, which is pretty common for this variant. So, what's, what's your thoughts turn? on on um, Kana's opening for for that one, brother board? How would you have played that differently if you were France? Uh, is this a? I, I'm not sure what what exactly the tone I should take. You want me to take the tone of a of an educator, maybe? Like if we were, if I was trying to help you become really good at France versus Austria. I think that'd be great. Okay. So uh, I think that the there are two pretty good openings for France. One is to open to English Channel, Picardy, and Burgundy, and the other is to open to English Channel, Burgundy, and Piedmont. And uh, this is neither of those two openings. It's got a, a disadvantage compared to the other two, uh, which is that uh, since you're trying to pick up Spain or Portugal early, that is going to leave your army a little bit out of position. In my view, in France versus Austria, Portugal and Spain are centers that France can pick up pretty much at any time, and therefore they're not really a priority. You can go and get those during endgame. Whereas like with my moves, you can see I moved pretty much everything I could towards you that I possibly could uh, so I could pick up some centers while also moving my units into position. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Did it make sense to you, Kana? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Let's right. Move on. So on, on follow-up, uh, we'll make our next moves. Okay, I like this preview feature that lets me check to make sure I entered my orders correctly yeah, that before comes in process. Very, that comes in very handy if you've been drinking, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. All right, so we each got two builds, which makes sense. That's what I would expect. Not a lot. Uh, you you have like we have some interesting choices here, where both of us could reasonably uh, build Mediterranean fleets, and whether either or both of us does that will have some effect on the trajectory of the map as to whether there's going to be an early contest in the Mediterranean or one of us is going to go for it or uh, we're just going to leave well enough alone. So you guys are putting in your builds, I assume? Yes, I'm ready. I'm just having to think. Amby, do you want to read out what the orders, what oh. the results were? Think? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Sakana so moved English Channel to London, capturing that. He moved uh, Army Spain to Portugal, capturing that. And Burgundy attempted for Munich. It was bounced by Brotherboard, moving Tyrolia to Munich. Um, Trieste moved to Venice. By the way, Brotherboard, it's interesting that you call it Trieste. Um, maybe we're doing it wrong. Um, and Albania moved to Greece. So two uh, builds for so, Brotherboard, two builds for Cana. Uh, fun fact, that town can be pronounced both Trieste and Trieste, oh. depending on whether you are pronouncing it in German or Italian. Oh, okay, yeah, of course, because yeah, because of where it is, it would have historically probably been more ethnically, oh, sorry, German-speaking town. Like uh, a fair little bit of the north of, of Italy. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. The oh, I'm just ready. Made up your mind? Okay. Yep. 
So you'll have to refresh. Just Ooh. click the global refresh it. So, so we have okay, a... Give me, give, give me one second. I'm getting a, a technical issue. Okay. I might, I might just read the um, the bills. So we have a uh, Army Paris, Army Marseille, Army Vienna, Army Budapest. Some heavy duty clicking going on in the background. Oh, that'll be me. Sorry. No, 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 it's all right. <laughs> it's a bit of colour. Okay, so we've got a land war ahead of us. Neither of us decided to put a fleet out this turn. I guess what that means is that you are the only player with the fleet in the um, the Mediterranean region, which is probably a strategic advantage. It's good for buying time. That um, as as Austria, it's um, it's not really that great to build a large number of fleets in this variant because the biggest possible payoff most of the time is that you're going to be able to put Tunis behind a stalemate line, maybe, mm-hmm. and you only really need uh, three fleets to do that. So if you can delay building fleets or like guess correctly that a fleet isn't necessary, that can help you out. So I'm I'm feeling good. Okay, hi. I declined to build a fleet, and that's not a huge opportunity cost for me because my fleet in Greece is going to be able to go pick up Tunis without having to worry about what's going to happen next. Cool. So have you guys put in your spring 902 moves? I'm I'm putting them in right now. I'm okay, cool. giving them a moment's thought. Put in my orders. Global refresh. Uh, Portugal, Spain, London, (laughs) Burgundy to Ruhr, Paris, Burgundy, Marseille, bounces in Piedmont. And for my part, I got Tyroli into Munich successfully, but you probably anticipated that, and uh, bounced uh, Marseille and Piedmont with Venice. I moved Greece to Ionian Sea, further out into the Mediterranean, and uh, perhaps this is counterintuitive, but I moved Vienna and Budapest to Galicia and Romania. And it may seem counterintuitive because it might seem like I am moving them away from the relevant front. But the reason why I'm doing this is so that you cannot necessarily use your fleet in North Sea to fight me for Germany, you're going to have to make a choice between fighting for Germany and contesting St. Petersburg down the road. Hmm, very clever. Did you, um, Brother Ball, did you kind of expect a just a straight-out bounce again in Munich, or did you half anticipate... It, it For me, I think moving Tyrolia to Munich is the right move, regardless of what I anticipate France doing here. If France moves to Munich, then the bounce is the right move. And if France moves to Burgundy and Ruhr, then moving to Munich is still the right move. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, once you get kicked out of Munich anyway, you can still retreat to Kiel or Berlin. So you're still going to pick up something. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, four moves, guys. All right. Entered my orders. So uh, in in France versus Austria, I generally say that there are four critical centers that the match is going to come down to. Tunis, Munich, Berlin, and St. Petersburg. And if France is going to win, France will have to conquer all four. Otherwise, there may be a draw. If Austria is going to win, Austria needs to hold on to two of the four long enough to reach 18 and solo win. See, all of that's just too complex for me, mate. Like, I'm just moving pieces around the board. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've hit, I've hit red, right. so here we go. Okay. Match is still developing quite interestingly. We each made three captures, so we're each going to get three builds. My builds, I'll just tell you right now, it's because it's so obvious. I'm going to build a two armies and a fleet. <laughs> Can I just first um, outline the, the move? So um, Brother Borg yeah, moved yeah. Um, Fleet Ionian Seat at Tunis, uh, Army Venice to Piedmont. Um, Army Munich attempted to go to Kiel but was bounced by Ruhr. Galicia went to Warsaw. Uh, Romania went to Sev. So, um, yes, yeah, so we've got a number of builds happening there. And for Cana, we had um, Army Spain held... Um, as I said before, Army Ruhr attempted to go to Kiel, but that was a bounce. Burgundy went to Belgium and Marseille went to Burgundy and North Sea Fleet went into Denmark. And builds. So Brother Board has technically four builds, but obviously can only build three. So three builds each. Uh, I have to hit ready, Brother. Oh, shoot, I thought I did. Okay. Right, I I've think that's the two. right move here to build the two fleets. Yeah. Uh, two fleets and an army for Kana. And two armies and a fleet for Brother Board. Mm. So what I'm hoping to do strategically as Austria is contest these four centers of Tunis, Munich, Berlin, and St. Petersburg enough so that I'm able to mop up all the other centers on my side of the board uh, faster than I can be knocked out of them by France. Okay, yep. So what I'm thinking about as Austria here is how can I uh, – I, I want to spread around my units and try to capture these in, inland centers like like around the Balkans and Anatolia fast enough that I'm able to win the game before France's inevitability turns the tide. 
but I also don't want to allocate so few units to actually fighting that I get kicked out of those centers uh, faster than I want to. So the game for Austria, in my mind, is about being judicious about allocating precisely the number of units you need to each area of the board and no more. Because if you allocate too many, uh, that may be how you lose. Okay, so you guys are still tapping away, I can hear. I'm ready. Uh, I'm just doing my preview. So uh, Fleet Denmark uh, attempted to go to Kiel and was bounced. Army Belgium moved to Holland. Uh, Army Burgundy moved to Munich with Ruhr support. Army Paris moved to Burgundy. Fleet Brest moved to MAO. Uh, Army Spain went to, attempted to go to Marseille but was bounced by Piedmont. Um, Fleet Marseille left and moved into the Gulf of Lyon. Uh, so over on the brotherboard side of the, the equation, uh, Fleet Tunis moved into the Western Med. We said before, Army Piedmont bounced in Marseille. Um, Army Munich tried to go to Kiel but was bounced. Army Vienna moved to Bohemia. Army Warsaw to Prussia. Fleet Trieste to Adriatic. Um, Army Budapest to Romania. Army Sev through to Moscow. And so I'm going to enter my retreat order, and I'm going to retreat Munich to Berlin. Okay. So we go into full 1903. I guess from my perspective looking at this, I can see automatically that... Oh, okay, here's, here's my calls. I, I do think Brother Board's going to win this, no surprises, uh, only because... He's really kind of pushed things right up to Kana whilst at the same time has all of these supply centres in his back pocket he can kind of cash in later. So you've still got Rome, Naples, Serbia, Bulgaria. You're just picking up Romania and Moscow now. You've still got Con, Ankara, Smyrna to go. Um, and, of course, St. P is probably up for your grabs as well. Whilst Kana's only really got... Um, Norway, Sweden, Edinburgh and Liverpool to kind of cash in. So to me it looks like you're definitely going to get to the 18 before him brother board. Does that sound fair? It's it's not a, a foregone conclusion. There's still a certain amount of guessing left in the game since uh, well, the way I see it is that Kaner has is concentrating really hard on getting control of all the German centres and it seems likely that he'll be able to do so given that he's allocated something like five units to this and I've only allocated three. But uh, St. Petersburg's wide open for me, which means that uh, I have at least one of the two centers I think I'm going to need to win. And I even have the possibility of annoyingly going over into Norway. I thought the same thing. And 
meanwhile, uh, I do have some ability to still contest the Mediterranean for a while since it's just two fleets versus two fleets and I, and I already have Tunis, so we could go back and forth for a little bit. So uh, if I keep the if I keep momentum on my side, I could maybe win with St. Petersburg and Tunis or perhaps St. Petersburg and Norway as my 18 centers. And I'm, I'm going to fight for Germany, not because I think I'm going to keep it in the long run, but just to uh, buy as much time as possible. Cool. So, um, I'm kind of guessing you guys haven't actually put any orders in yet for fall. I'm, I'm still thinking about okay. mine after I said all that. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Okay, I readied my orders now. Oh, I don't know. I should have hit ready. <laughs> that guy's very much. There we go. Okay. Um, do you guys want me to read it, or you want to read your own moves now? I'll read, I'll read my moves here. So uh, the way I thought out my turn was I moved Moscow to St. Petersburg and Romania to Bulgaria as no-brainers. That unit in St. Petersburg is there to try to contest centers I need to win, and the unit in Bulgaria is trying to mop up distant centers as fast as possible. I moved Adriatic Sea to Ionian Sea to get it into position. There's really no other way to do that. And I moved Western Mediterranean to Tyrrhenian Sea, guessing correctly that Gulf of Lyon would be moving there as well, and I would should try to block it. Uh, I moved Piedmont to Marseille just to be annoying, and uh, I don't think I accomplished anything, but there's not a lot else I wanted to do with that unit. And I made a supported attack on Munich from Berlin, supported by Bohemia, and backfilled Berlin with Prussia. The goal here being just to waste as much time as I can in the center of the board, and uh, I think that covers all my movements. Excellent. And Kana, how about you? You've got some bit of interesting uh, action. Denmark supported Holland to Kiel. Um, Ruhr moved to Munich. Munich moved to Tyrolia uh, to get a unit, hopefully behind Brothers' lines. I'm not sure that's going to work very well with all these builds. Uh, Burgundy to Marseille, Spain to Marseille to bounce from P the Piedmont move. Um, Goffley on Tyrrhenian Sea. Um, I probably should have second-guessed brother there and moved to the Western Mediterranean. Oh, well. And MAO to North Africa to put pressure on Tunis. Mm. Kana fights back. Any surprises the, there, brother board? I, I am surprised and delighted to see Munich move to Tyrolia. And I don't mean that in the sarcastic a sense of I think it's a bad move. I think it's an interesting move. And uh, it shows that my opponent is thinking about position and how to really like try to mess me up. Uh, as Austria, I'm less anxious about my line being broken because I'm just trying to reach 18 and win as fast as possible uh it's possible to even like lose some of my home centers honestly and still win as austria uh that same is not true for france in this variant so it's a price i'm willing to pay but i do think it is an interesting move hmm yeah I'm, 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 
I was surprised by it, but it's a good it's a good move. It's a good move. Well done, Kana. No, okay. not really. I don't think it's going to pay off. Perfectly honest. <laughs> so we've got we've got the builds in. So um, no surprises for uh, Brother Bald. He's got three armies. So I think that was probably the the right call. Um, and Kana's only got one build, which was um, a fleet and breast. your take on it Ambi where are we sitting um, it's there's more opportunity for you now I think than before particularly with the other fleet build but I'm guessing I'm trying to work out are you going to be using that fleet and breast to kind of start trying to get some supremacy in the in the med or are you going to use that to try to start mopping up some of the other centres behind your line. The Tyrolia thing is... I can see a way that you can use it, but it's going to be tricky. With France, I, in my opinion, it's not as important to make captures and get builds as long as you get at least one every so often, like one per turn. And it's also not as important to mop up your back centers because if France gets a hold of centers like Tunis, Munich, Berlin, St. Petersburg, Austria usually can't get them back. And then France just ev- inevitably wins once that happens. But, but I guess at the same time, we've got a dynamic here where you're a good two units ahead of Kana and you've still got a build in your pocket. So I can kind of see that momentum continuing for a while. So you're currently on 12 supply centres, but I can just kind of count if we go Serbia 13, Romania 14, Con 15, Ankara 6... Fuck, I can't count. 16? <laughs> 17, Moscow 18, Norway 19. So... And then we still even talked about um, Rome and Naples, so... I just sorry, I still can't see him coming it, back. Oh, it's true. I have a pretty significant uh, advantage in momentum here because my, my even though, for example, it would be pretty straightforward. I've, I readied my orders, by the way. Even though it would be pretty straightforward for France to eventually knock an Austrian army out of Scandinavia, it takes many units to do so, and there's probably just not enough time left in the match. Yep. Okay, so let's see if the order's gone through. Let's see how that went. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, um, My retreat order is mandatory. uh, Oh, we should say what happened. Yeah, we should say what happened. So, um, Kana, do you want to read yours first? Uh, Yeah, sure. Denmark supports Kiel. Kiel's and Ruhr supports Burgundy to Munich. Success. Uh, Brest to Mid-Atlantic Ocean, Spain to Marseille, Gulf Leon to Western Med, North Africa to Tunis, Bounce. Uh, Tyrolia moves to Bohemia, um, Dislodge, 
myself because of Brother Board's move. And so uh, I moved St. Petersburg to Norway, like I've been talking about, and uh, that worked. I had I supported Munich to Kiel with Berlin uh, in the off chance that that somehow mattered. It did not. Uh, Munich was failed and then dislodged and is going to have to retreat to Silesia. I self-bounced Piedmont and Trieste off of each other in Venice and then supported Vienna to Tyrolia with Bohemia anticipating correctly that Tyrolia would have no retreat option after this and be forced disbanded, which is the, that was, it, it took a lot. I had to use four units to make that happen, uh, but I did get rid of that dang thing. And I moved Budapest to Serbia and Bulgaria to Constantinople to try to mop up some more of these distant centers. In the Mediterranean, Ionian Sea bounced North Africa at Tunis, and I moved, uh, Western Mediterranean to Tyrrhenian Sea in retreat. That succeeded. That wasn't a retreat order, but I'm, I'm backing up from the line that succeeded. Uh, I'm feeling, uh, you know, that I'm eventually going to lose uh, Tunis to France here, but it may not be uh, fast enough to matter. I, I can see one move that's likely to occur this term, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> jump wrong. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, jinx it. I yeah, I get that. So, I think the retreats are already in, aren't they? Yep. So the retreats. Yes. In, so you guys now can progress on through to full nineteen hundred and four. about that army in Piedmont is it pretty much blocks Marseille from being an active build centre. I find that happens quite often. Yes, uh, it does. Yeah. So I really, I see the value in taking Piedmont early as France um, to just to keep that as an optional build. Then you've got the challenge, though, of being able to continue to hold Piedmont because the only way you can do so then is basically by filling Marseille with a, a unit that you can't move because it's support-holding Piedmont. Well, the thing is, you know, if it's dislodged in Piedmont, you can always retreat forward into Tuscan and say, or, you know, you've got yeah. options there. Yeah, sure. that's true, yeah. Okay. Oh, I should preview my orders. Ooh, that was risky. I haven't readied uh, mine yet since I still got to save them and do a preview. That's fine. The game state is complicated enough that it can take a moment just to enter in the orders even when you know what they're supposed to be.
I ready my orders as well? Yeah. So the move I thought that would happen has happened, which was the uh, the bounce in Sweden. Um, <laughs> and the bounce in Tunis. You want to read it out, Amy? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, you want me to do it? Okay. So um, uh, Kana moved or attempted to move Denmark to Sweden, bounce. Uh, Munich moved to Berlin with Kiel support success. Ruhr attempted to move to Munich. That failed. Uh, Marseille tried to go to Piedmont, failed. MAO went to North Atlantic, success. Uh, North Africa to Tunis with uh, Western Med support, fail due to a bounce. Um, Court, of course, now we go over to Austria. Um, by Ionian to Tunis with Tyrrhenian Sea support, uh, so that's where the bounce came from. Piedmont tried to go to Marseille, bounce. Trieste moved to Venice, success. Um, Bohemia moved to Munich with Cilicia and Tyrolia support. That was success. Serbia held. Con moved to Ankara. And as I said before, Norway tried to go to Sweden. and That was a bounce. All right. I'm going to enter my retreat orders and retreat Berlin to Prussia, which is mandatory here. And now we go to the builds. So as we enter the build phase, we now have um, 14 supply centres for Brotherboard, 10 supply centres for Kana. Um, Brotherboard's got three builds in his pocket and Kana's got two builds. Um, that being said, Kana's only got two centres that are open, whilst uh, Brotherboard's got all three. Might build an army in Paris. Uh, just tossing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you think it's too early? It's it's not looking too good. <laughs> no, his brother's got this one. I reckon he needs what, four to win. So we had builds: Moscow, uh, Romania, Constantinople, Smyrna, Rome, and Naples all in his pocket. So, yeah. so builds yeah. were builds were Army Paris, Fleet Brest, uh, Army Vienna, Army Budapest, Fleet Trieste. And he's locking up the. Italian Peninsula. So, so with fourteen supply centres and one, two, three, four behind his line, six if you include Rome and Naples. That's right. This this is uh, if you were playing against one of those artificial intelligences that rates your chances of winning, I'd be saying, okay, you got like a zero point one percent chance of winning at this point. Yeah, I think the only way I'm going to win at this point is if you stuff up somehow with your orders. Yeah, that's always possible. <laughs> that's, that is true. I uh, When I play uh, online diplomacy, uh, I always force my opponents to go through the trouble of setting up the stalemate line if I'm trying to win. Because once in a while, they just uh, blow it and I win. <laughs> So, um, spring 1905. So, just from the Mediterranean situation, just that alone, I know that I probably can't lose anymore because I have the three fleets that are needed to lock up Tunis. 
behind a stalemate line, I can convoy an army to Tunis using Tyrrhenian Sea and sent that third fleet uh, eventually into Naples to hold Tyrrhenian Sea. And then once I have that position, it's, it's it'll be a stalemate line. Well, not even that. You can get to the win without even having to keep bouncing me there and still get the win. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I just uh, for the for the benefit of someone who's trying to to learn the variant. Oh yep. So my guess is that this will be over full nine hundred and five. Yes. I can't see Brotherboard's a good enough play to be able to work out how to pick up Moscow, Romania, Con, Smyrna, Rome, and Naples while still losing Tunis. But maybe he just wants to string you out, Kainer, and make you squirm. <laughs> I'm not that mean. <laughs> no, no, you're not, not. You're not like that at all. I can't hold Berlin. And so, what I've been trying to do in the German area is just go around and around, trading and fighting not specifically trying to capture any center and hold on to it, but just to stop you from having them all. Did it. I'm going to save my orders as well. Okay, refresh. Kidaki. Do you guys want to read your own? Okay, sure. So I, I moved Norway to Sweden once again, uh, triggering a bounce. And I positioned my eastern units from Budapest into Romania, Serbia to Bulgaria, and Ankara to Smyrna with the goal of mopping up Romania, Constantinople, and Smyrna at the end of this turn. I moved Ionian Sea to Tunis, supported by Tyrrhenian Sea, and that succeeded. I moved Venice to Rome, that worked, and Trieste left port and is in Adriatic. Piedmont moved to Marseille, again, accomplishing nothing, but just in case. And I made a supported attack on Berlin, uh, moving Munich, supported by Silesia and Prussia, and that attack failed because it was countered uh, by a move from Berlin to Munich with two supports. Very clever. I was expecting you there to support you, Silesia, to take Berlin or maybe Prussia. Yeah, anyway, it was a long shot and paid off on that, but it's not going to matter in the long run. Um, North Atlantic Ocean to Norwegian Sea, Brest to English Channel, Paris to Burgundy, supported by Marseille. Western Med to Gulf of Leon, North Africa to Western Med, um, Ruhr and Kiel supports Berlin to Munich bounce, Denmark to Sweden bounce. 
So I think at this point it's a checkmate because I can just capture a bunch of centers and without you being able to take one from me. Um, yeah, you've got four in your pocket. Um, unless I can take a supply center from you this season, um, which is not possible. I, I did half expect Brother Board you to move or pull Prussia back to um, Livonia or Warsaw so that you'd also get Moscow. Uh, that m- might have been a reasonable move here, and I just wasn't thinking about it. But I think at the end of the day, the math will get you to 18 anyway. That would have just got you to a, a, a glorious 19. <laughs> okay. I've entered my orders. Because I can make five captures without losing anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. You can get so that'll get you to 19. Which is you. You could have gone for a a, um, a very self indulgent 20. <laughs> That's um, capturing a bunch of centers at the end like that is, in my experience, pretty common for an Austrian win, where Austria may have tenuously held on to various positions that would require France two moves to take. So Austria suddenly abandons those positions, makes a bunch of captures, and wins the game before France would be able to roll Austria out. Uh, One way that I think about the France versus Austria matchup is that Austria starts off the match with tempo, and France has this inevitability because f- the positions that Austria needs to win are very difficult for Austria to fortify behind a, a stalemate line are actually impossible. And so uh, what the French player needs to do to win is create situations where the Austrian player has to make guesses about where to allocate units. Like, oh, do I need to put him in the Mediterranean or I need to put it in the north? I'm not sure. Create those guesses so that the Austrian player has the opportunity to guess wrong. And if the Austrian player guesses wrong enough times and maybe you make some good, clever plays here and there, then you will win as France. But the the beginning of the match is in Austria's favor and you have to turn that tide somehow to win as France. So do you prefer playing as Austria? Or do you prefer France as a Um, challenge? I, I prefer France not so much as the challenge, but because the play style of trying to play for inevitability uh, really suits me, I think. Um, to to put it another way, uh, playing as Austria in this matchup often involves flinging your units uh, wherever you can, sometimes even um, sacrificing your line to do so. And that's the right way to play, but it's somehow it just never feels right. <laughs> it just never feels right to me. I like having a nice fortified line. And when you play as France, you definitely need to do that. If Austria gets even one unit behind your line, it's over. And I like playing that way. You know, just uh, keep it, you know, safe and simple and secure, and uh, create opportunities for my opponent to make mistakes that I then exploit. That's that's my preferred way to play. I think. And you've won. All right. 
So, final moves. Um, Norway to Norwe- uh, Norwegian Sea to Norway, English Channel to North Sea, Denmark hold. I was hoping you're going to go for Sweden, but, um, yeah, too clever there. Um, <laughs> Kiel and Ruhr supports Berlin to Munich bounce. Burgundy to Marseille, Marseille to Tuscany, convoyed by Golf of Lyon, Western Med to Tyrrhenian Sea. And so for my part, I made exactly the moves needed to capture the centers and no more. So I moved Tyrrhenian Sea to Naples, Bulgaria to Constantinople, and support held Munich with three pieces in Tyrolia, Bohemia, and Silesia. Uh, I think everything else held because it didn't need to go anywhere. Didn't need to. Yep. Ugh. Oh, good one. Virtual handshake, brother. Woo! Well, we did it. What a, you know how to play. What a fun like thing to try. shit at this game, but not this variant anyway. Well, you're, bad, you're good enough to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm really glad that we, that we tried uh, creating some content in this format since the 1v1 variant is the one of the few variants that you could actually just play in a in, in one recording and get from beginning to end. So it's got that going for it. Oh, you're absolutely right. We could probably do a three-player a three player variant pretty quick, I would imagine. Um, there's a few of those sitting around on um, BDIP. I always quite That like sounds it. delightful. Yeah, hundred. I think 100's always a good one. But. 100. Yep, hang on, just let me... Um, I'm just going to pull up what... Three versus three variants are actually uh, out there. So looking at the, just, just for everybody's knowledge, um, I mean, the outcome obviously was a, was a bit of a expected. Um, there were still a number, surprisingly, I guess, when you've got a situation where someone has, has soloed the board on 19, there were still four supply centres, neutrals that were still there available. So... Um, that's I was surprised to see that. Looking at the stats, also obviously this particular variant uh, has been played copious amounts over on on V Diplomacy where we're where we're looking at right now. Um, there's been over um, two and a half thousand games played with a, a solo win, and um, there is definitely a a measure, I suppose, of, of of Austria winning more often than than France. So Austria's won a total of 1,485 times and France has only won 1,030 times. Um, strange enough, there's 150 draws. So Some, some tournaments, um, if you play a France versus Austria tournament, they'll have a rule that uh, gives the draw uh, a, a slight edge to the player who got France. So that if the French player is able to fight Austria to a draw, that sort of almost counts as a win. And then if there's a need for a tiebreaker. Okay, so there's four variants to choose from that are three players. Um, there's 100, which is a variant set and based around the 100 years war. So you play, um, what are we, Burgundy, England and France. Um, there's classic where it's Italy versus England versus Russia. There's a classic where it's France versus Germany versus Austria. There's Treaty of Verdun, which is set uh, in the Carolingian Empire, which has been split just after, what's his face, Charlemagne's death, split into three kingdoms. 
the three kingdoms are. Uh, What's I, the name of this variant again? West Francia, East Francia, and the Holy Roman Empire. Um, that's 1843 Treaty of Verdun. I can send you links. Oh, uh, I'm I'm trying to follow along on my uh, on my screen. And 1843 Treaty of Verdun. It's 843. It's 843. 843. I've played this Treaty of Verdun one. When you look at the stats for this, this is incredibly balanced. The um, the statistics basically uh, almost overwhelmingly a three way split. Let me look at it. So look, with it, oh, it, perhaps it, too balanced. Three hundred sixty seven <laughs> games, and we've got a, um, the East Franks here. One on one hundred seventeen, middle one hundred twenty two, west one hundred twenty eight. Oh. That's pretty close. Uh, that's that's intriguing. And so we have. Ten sixty six, um, a three player um, variant, which probably wouldn't work if we're doing a live recording because it's got fog of war. Um, but this one simulates um, the Norman invasion, um, well, ten sixty six and all that, uh, created by yours, his truly, who's uh, over there. <laughs> Apparently in its third version. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think my okay. So here's here's my view. I wouldn't worry about ten sixty six because it's it's it hasn't been as balanced um, as I would have hoped in creating it. And that's probably why we had three versions. And there really probably needs to be a fourth version to try to rebalance it again. But um, too difficult to do. Um, yeah, I mean, my 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 preference probably would be Treaty of Verdun, but I think you'd also do hundred. Or we can try something which is, you know, still based on the classic map. I'm pretty, pretty cool with all, any of those. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm open to any of those. I, uh, how can I put this? I haven't played any of those variants, so uh, they all seem equally interesting to me. And uh, I don't, I don't come in with uh, my, my history of having played it a bunch. That uh, that does come in when we when we play something like France versus Austria. So maybe we'll be on a more equal footing when we play. Well, let's um, let's arrange for a game of Treaty of Verdun um, at some point. I know today's a pretty busy day for us over in Australia. Um, otherwise, I'd suggest we do it now. But um, yeah, there's uh, well, it's Mother's Day today um, in Australia. So um, I know Ambie's got. Stuff he's uh, got organised, he needs to nip off to. Um, yep, I've got to go pick up the mother-in-law in thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll get a chance to play sooner or later. I I think we're pretty good about uh, keeping our promises to to show up and hang out uh, digitally when we can. And um, and thank you very much, Brother Board, for the original suggestion for uh, Kana and I to play each other on that variant. So. Uh, Obviously, that then created the impetus to then have Kana play against you. So, um, thank you very much for the inspiration. And um, you're, you, you're welcome. Thank you very much for joining us today, and and particularly for you know the schooling Kana. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, educating Kana, educating Kana. <laughs> Until we meet again. Absolutely. Thanks, Lord. See ya. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. And we're back. Yes. Um, I did say I was going to sign up to the event um, while we're 
um, playing while we're playing that interview. Yep. Um, but <laughs> should, should we let, should we let <laughs> the listeners into a little bit of the magic how the, how the podcast is kind of organised? Um, we yes. just kind of just stop for five seconds, clink their glasses and start going again. Um, <laughs> so, but I am literally whoops. doing it now. So. Oh, you are? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that went as a child? I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed watching it and seeing how it panned out. It was the outcome I expected. Sorry, Kana. Um, <laughs> and I did kind of... From when, when you and I played um, a France versus Austria game, you were more... You did something similar to what he did, which is you just run for the stalemate lines. And I was surprised that you ended up, as France opening more to the west instead of trying to open to the east yes um, that's probably an early error on my part uh, and it came back to bite you on the bum didn't yeah. it yeah I don't I'm not... like I said I just don't have enough experience playing that variant to really know from experience that that was a poor over Yep. I sort of tried the same strategy as an Austria player, which is a rush to grab as many dots as you can and hope to sustain that yep. building, um, raising build, but you just can't do that as friends. So the strategy for friends obviously being um, a race to get behind the stalemate line and to um, build slowly but steadily. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I learned a lot from it. That's good. Yeah. You've got to learn. Well, if, if you're not, if you're not learning, you're not becoming a better player. Um, so I think it was also great fun at the end when he was, um, you know, we talked about the idea of the three of us coming together for a similar, you know, live game, in inverted quotes, um, playing the Treaty it. of Verdun. So, um, which, as we mentioned, and we'll create the links in the, in the show notes, has to be one of the most balanced games when it comes to results. You know, you look at you look at a classic board, and it's it's you know it's not exactly like you've got a one in seven chance, depending on who you you, 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 you draw, so to speak. Yeah. You know, some 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 players like certain countries, that's fine, but statistically, some countries do a little bit less well than others. Treaty of Verdun, um, three player variant set around the time that Char- Charlemagne dies, hands over the um, um, kingdom to the Frank, well, the Frankish Empire through to all these three three sons. And then they kind of go hammer a song at it. But this was like literally, um, it's had hundreds of games, quite a lot of games. And literally it's like almost equal third, 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 which is an amazing dynamic to get. We didn't actually uh, so talk though about whether we're going to, we'd have to do that as gunboat again, wouldn't we? Or we would, because it doesn't make, you couldn't do a live experience and record it. It would have to be. It'd have to be an open mic gunboat. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to work. How does that work? No, no, just, no, 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 no. Well, it could oh. work, but you know, it's it's a bit. I, I think. Don't forget, Brotherboard is is one of the best or better gunboat players. So I still expect he's, he's going to win. with the map. Yes, but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, just gang up on him and attack him at once. Although, 
people then kind of no doubt. Oh, yeah. And one of us is going to stab the other. We do it to each other all the time. Yeah. Um, how would we actually do it? Could be like a an open mic, free for all negotiation, but everyone's listening at the same time. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. We've got to get his input, his ideas into, into it as well. So the other thing I should mention around the uh, the interview that you've just heard is um, if you loved hearing that, but you went, you know what? I really actually wish I could actually have seen the maps and how it went as we went. Yeah. Um, a, you can just look in the show notes. The maps are usually there. But uh, B, the good thing was Brotherboard actually did a, a live stream at the time on his um, YouTube channel. So um, we'll create a link or we'll embed the, um, that into the, uh, the show notes so you can go back and have a look at that um, and live it and enjoy it all over again. Um, How'd you go with okay, signing up so for um, the thingy, by the way? Or yes, you thought, so are you going back to your Treaty of Verdun? I'm just going back to the, the Treaty of Verdun. So 411 games have been played. It's been played on average eight and a half turns. 32 territories, 10 a land, 17 coast, 5 sea. Um, and it's been soloed 367 times. So a really high solo rate. It's got a high solo rate. And the split on the solos is really close, as you were saying. So East Francia soloed 117. Middle Francia, 122. And West Francia, 128 times. That's, that's close. That's so close. That, that's a, that's the world's most a, perfectly balanced diplomacy map. Yeah, so the difference you can, between those countries is the width of an ants cube. Yeah. Is that kind of similar though to what are those variants that have like that are literally like like seven Italy's and things like that, which are statistically everything is exactly the same in its positioning of yeah, no, no, no country has an advantage. Yeah, those geometric ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, I'd actually have to have a look at some of those stats. Um, what, what is one that would be like that? Well, seven Italy's. I don't know what that's actually called. It's got another name as well. Yeah, is that even, has that ever been ported onto... I think it's there, but it's, it's called something else. There's like other ones as well which are equally the same, but... Um, lighted one, which was that, um, what was it called? Uh, who controls America? That one's an equally balanced one as well. But anyway, classic Seven Islands. No, that's 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 normal classic. But things like um, Sicily and Corsica and Cyprus and things are actually playable territories in Ireland and uh, uh, Iceland. I don't think V-Dip's got it. No, Chromatic, is it? Is that what chromatic? Oh, you think it could be called cool Chromatic, yeah. That makes sense. Let's have a look. Chromatic. Tell you what, you kind of remember that off the top of your head. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Um, it's been played 72 times, so not nearly as... Oh, no, that's different, because that's... Five Italy's, not seven. Five Italy's, all around the central island. Every Italy sort of starts the same. So it's no, like you're saying, it's no statistical. No. Let's have a look at what the stats are, what that does say. Uh, if 
kick in the error message about it, the dark or the flash or whatever. Yeah. So this is interesting. Blue one has one eleven. Dark's one thirteen. Red's one eleven. Light has one eight. And yellow's only one four. That's weird. That is so strange. Just because it should be theoretically all theoretically equal. Theoretically all equal. Yeah. So, for some reason, people favour attacking the lower right-hand quadrant of a map, according to this. People's eyes naturally go from top left to bottom right, don't they? I don't know. Do they? Yeah. Design theory. Um, so, anyway, good to know. Hey, speaking of learning experiences, how are you going with that Media Wars game? <laughs> Oh, um, like the way that Brotherboard schooled you, uh, I am being very schooled at the moment. The one thing I would say is I'm doing a hell of a lot better than the last, the first Media Wars. For the first Media Wars, I was pretty much, I was like a one single Janissary unit by about 1903 or something. Not a good spot to be in. Yep. And then um, had, I think it might have been... Um, uh, Flash at uh, Legendary Tactics kind of cut my throat shortly afterwards and just removed me from the game, or maybe it was someone else. I can't remember. So, long story short, it's it's progressed quite a fair amount now, I think, that particular game. Let me just kind of bring it up here on my little phone thing. Uh, where, is, where, is, where is it? Here it was. So we're up to now spring 1908. Fill me in on who you are again. I am Italy. Okay. And um, so we've only had one country removed, which is England. Right. Um, my trouble at the moment is... So, a couple of things have happened. Let me just kind of give some background at the moment. So, you only have Tunis and Rome left. Yes. You've just lost a supply centre. No, I lost two supply centres. Oh. No, actually, I lost three supply centres. <laughs> so let me get, let me talk. Okay. okay yeah. So, um, I think I may have mentioned the last time we had a conversation around this map. Uh, either England was dead or just about to be dead, and there was a very very clear um, Cold War theoretically forming. You know what I mean? A, a bipolar situation where France, Germany, and Russia were clearly allied. Italy, as myself, Austria and Turkey were clearly allied. Because we because both Austria and myself managed to flip Turkey to, you know, break with Russia. Right. And for quite a while, and in fact there were actually some moves where literally no units moved on the board. Okay. It's kinda of like World War One old school where like trench. no one is moving, it's trench warfare, yep. you're just banging heads against each other and you're going, no one's getting anywhere. And um, I, due to my position, have had to... So, okay, so the hard part was, I thought France was going to come and attack me. I took proactive measures. France did come my way. France said, what are you coming my way for? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I ended up kind of having this this constant slap fest with him in the the Western Mediterranean region. You know, exchanging Piedmont back and forth, exchanging, you know, um, all that type of shit. Uh-huh. And um, 
everything was good. I was trying to and I, I knew very, very full well that I needed extra support from Turkey to move a fleet up. I also to Ionian because yep. I needed him to kind of come across to, to help prop me up against France. Uh-huh. I was getting by, but only just, and I really did need that help. And to do so, I needed to kind of uh, leave Greece that I owned vacant with no unit so I could move my units up to attack, you know, to, to just defend against France. So there's a lot of trust. And we all know what happens to trust in a game of diplomacy. Yeah. It gets shredded often, um, and that's exactly what happened. So well, I had a situation where I did expect a series of moves from a German perspective and a likely French perspective that would mean I would lose Venice. Okay? And there was no way in the world I could kind of keep that up, even with help from Austria, because he was going to get tapped. You can see them any, any half-decent... Diplomacy player would go, yep, I can see these two alliances working together. This is an outcome. There's no way anybody can hold that. So I knew I was going to lose that. All right. But I did kind of bet on Turkey stabbing me in the back and taking Greece and then just moseying into Naples. Right. So within a single turn in fall, I went from five supply centres to two. Two, yep. So I only own... Rome and Tunis. Ouch. But there was not just some shenanigans going on from Turkey. So Turkey, of course, is uh, Oliver Look, who's um, made that wonderful uh, YouTube video around you know, the game of knife. Oh, yeah. He wasn't the only one up to shenanigans. Uh-huh. What else happened? Um, so, so Go Horns Go, who um, uh, Ed Sullivan, so he's playing as, as uh, Germany. Not only did he come up with a tactically wonderful set of manoeuvres manoeuvres to be able to um, grab Venice he did so in such a way to get French support into Venice while simultaneously stabbing France so that was a awesome 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 move from him and um, at the same time I'm not sure what's going on but Russia's also moving against um, Germany, but yeah. I reckon that is a trade. That's that's that's. I reckon that is Germany saying, "Look, I'm going to pick up Venice. I'm going to pick up London. And I'm going to pick up Belgium. I'm going to get three builds." This is what I'll be saying if I was going to go. Yeah, I'll be saying, "You don't want that because that's going to you're instantly going to perceive me as a threat. So how about I give you?" Denmark, just move on in. And then we'll have that most solid, awesome alliance ever, which is the Germany-Russia alliance. Whilst also, by by Turkey attacking me, there was also a bit of a rapprochement between Turkey and Russia. So instead of Turkey continuing to attack Sevastopol, which he's been doing for years now, he ceased. So I can see those three now are going to be forming up as a new alliance. Chances are, you know, we still got to work out the, the you know the detail, and I'm not kind of giving anything away here. Just anyone looking at the board would go naturally now. You'd expect Italy, Austria, and France to ally. 
That being said, we've got the shit end of the stick. Because not only am I down at two supply centres, to be able to um, have a chance of regaining Naples, I'm putting Tunis at risk for a French staff. I'm only on two supply Turkey centres. also supported Galicia and the Budapest. So, yeah, so I'm on two supply centres. Austria's on two supply, supply centres with legendary tactics. France is down two and in a not a very nice situation. No, no. So, so I'm not liking... Sorry, rephrase it. I like not the gameplay. I like the gameplay. All credit due to all credit due to, um, to those guys. But um, personally, it's always challenging and always difficult to kind of get, you know, kicked in the face, whilst at the same time being kicked in the ass and at the same time being kicked in the groin. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they ang- you think we're, ang- we're going to get a three-way draw at some stage? Russia, Turkey, Germany? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I reckon... Two ways? This... I, I don't know. It, look, honestly, it'll come down to, again, stalemate lines and who can establish an appropriate defence. Whether it goes down to a three-way, two-way, solo, who knows. Russia, but the, Russia the, the, the players... St. Pete, North Coast. No, it was already there. St. Pete, North Coast. Oh, St. Pete, North Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. But, I don't know. What, okay, if you're... Okay, I'll ask you this question. If you're Russia... And you've kind of, theoretically, if you've made made up with, or you've kind of got peace now with Germany, which you always had, and you've made up with Turkey, what would you do? where can you go apart from, you know, continuing to maybe move into Serbia and Trieste? And then you kind of hit a brick wall, and then all of a sudden, maybe Turkey and Germany come in and just sandwich you from the sides. Sorry grind against Germany. Hey. Well, then I'm sure they'll kind of make peace with France, who'll kind of come back and probably fucking swallow the gun. <laughs> I reckon oh, we, we should reckon. Uh, wrap we should up. Wrap it up and get another beer because we're just about to hit him. Well, what, should we tell our audience what we're going to be doing? Nah, fuck it, they can wait two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go. We have another, we've got another interview lined up and. Um, yeah. Interesting. Founder from the US Institute of Diplomatic Human Rights. Diplomacy uh, and Human Rights. We might have to get that right. Have before, to get that right. Before the next show. We will. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm in two weeks. I'm Kana. See you next time. <laughs>